All right, welcome to the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Listen, I'm doing this on my own. I'm trying to do it all, you know. Well, on the own on a Monday. All my, yeah. We got we got ghosted by our producer Zach today, but that's all right. You know, he's got a real job. You know, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah. August thirty first, last day of August. You know, when you start thinking about like, especially when you get into September, like you guys start thinking Breeders' Cup is like really almost here like we're we're in the home stretch we're going to talk about a lot of races today that will uh factor into the breeders cup conversation uh we're gonna i mean it's 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 here like the fields are taking shape uh there's still some questions to ask you know like how are we getting to santa anita that's that's one question that we're trying to figure out where are we gonna stay you know that kind of thing should we open with that i mean should we start should we put it in the ether and see if someone wants to help us out I mean, I'm not. I'm not even talking about. Yeah, I mean, we we we'll take suggestions, right? Like, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not like sitting here with my hat out trying to beg or anything like that. I so, am, uh, and I should have a hat. I should be the one with a hat, by the way. Because you're bald. Hair. I'm bald AF. I mean, as the kids would say, yeah, no, it's not. Look, you are getting a nice glitter off the light off your head today, <laughs> too. So it is. A it is man. solid. Shiny, shiny man. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we were looking at it right now. We want to, we, we want to kind of go, you, I mean, I don't know how much you want to divulge. Oh, still thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we kind of want to hit San Francisco, Golden Gate before they close down. Right. Let's see our guy, Matt Derriman. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk. Let's call it. We want to see our guy. I want to see the ducky I sent him. You know, that's all I want to see. <laughs> if he gets us up on the roof of the, in the caller's booth, that feels next level. Do you think three of us can be up there at the same time? I don't know. For we might have to take purpose. we might have to take individual like <laughs> yeah. rotations. You get raised two, I get raised five. Yeah, and then with my weight, they might be like, "Nope, sorry, well, bro, not, not gonna happen." <laughs> but I, I definitely want to go check it out before before it closes down. Uh, I definitely want to see Matt in action because we think so much. You know what? I think your mic's been off. All right, let me. We're there now. All right, so yeah, but you're good. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's off there too. Completely off. All right. Yeah. So now, now Louie's back right. on the show, but they probably heard you a little bit through my mic. I'm probably screaming. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, but yeah. So Golden Gate Fields is on the table. Then getting written a car, driving down to. Arcadia. So that was that Monday because they're running on Mondays this fall, which I think is a great idea. And then, uh, yeah, we'd get down to uh, Santa Anita in time to go to the turf rider meetings and do yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Do a little bit of morning stuff. Yeah. You know, let Sherva show us around. I th agree with that. And yeah. maybe, maybe I'm just saying, throwing it out there, little Jose Contreras, little taco truck during the week. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, I'm all about checking that out too. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we, and I think if we, when, not if, when we get down to, to San Anita, yeah. I just envision a whole lot of, there's going to be a lot of bonus coverage. Oh, yeah. That's what the beautiful thing about this little recorder is, right? <laughs> like we can, it's so mobile. We can pop up and do a show pretty much anywhere. No, that's right. So, um, look, I mean, shout out Jim Gluckson made sure uh, when we saw him at Preakness yeah. that uh, we were making a way out there and not just us. <laughs> no, no, it only the goat hey, is Dan, Dan going to be with you guys. Dan yes, okay, yes, well, yes, then you guys are pretty okay, much credentialed. Yeah, You're right. good. Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's we did, good. Get, that's we did get that email, Jim. I, I will get that back to you tomorrow. So. Oh, yeah, did I have something I had to do for that? Nope. Okay, great. All right, no, you're good. Is, like, Louis basically my secretary when it comes to this stuff, too. Like, he just handles it. Thank you. <laughs> So. <laughs> quite not to do with that information but here we go all right uh i'm a, i'm also a little perturbed because okay. i have a fantasy football draft starting in about 24 minutes yeah so uh not that we're going to try to get this through but like i'm, I'm actually kind of hoping i get the draft on the on the air so you know uh, i'm actually your i'm looking right? at this i'm looking at the show sheet yeah and something that zach does you didn't do okay you don't have replays right well i thought we had a conversation about not doing that stuff anymore got it 
Uh, that's not what that conversation was. Okay, well, then I missed it. Okay, that's all right. Let's talk about those let's races. Let's talk about though. the races. Yeah. So we get Arcangelo winning the Travers. That's obviously the story of the weekend 100%. as far as the results of the races, right? Because Jenna um, puts herself in the conversation for all kinds of things now, and Arcangelo's got to be the lead horse for three-year-old. Um, for three-year-old of the year. Yeah. You texted me something like she's trainer of the year, and I think that's hyperbole, but she's is. having an unbelievable year. And it's almost certainly, in the history of horse racing, the greatest high-profile year for for a female trainer. What if she wins the classic, though? That's the the real question. If Archangelo wins the classic and she does that good of a training job with him, then we're talking about a very... But can you really say trainer of the year based off just one horse? I mean, that's... That's tough. I get it. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, like, but for me, the story of her is, like... um, And just really, like, man, I just... I really enjoyed having her on our show just because she... Just her... Her personality was fantastic. You yeah, know? No, I mean, she's, it, it she's was, great. It was good. So, uh, but yeah, Archangelo, I mean, looked looks great. I mean, yeah. what were your takeaways from that race? I, I thought that that was number one. That the style that he runs, especially, and you, it's a good point you make. They're running at the classic distance, ten furlongs there, right? Yep. So he's already shown he's capable of it, both in the Belmont and then he runs it back in the Travers, uh, in a really meaningful way, and he showed that he's good when he's fresh. And so, if they train him up to the to the classic, which I imagine they'll do. It's gonna be fresh yeah, for that as well. Race, no. I agree. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it. They they just announced they shipped White Abario, they're shipping White Abario out west to start his training up until the classic. I think that's a good idea. Um, and so yeah, interested to see just the, the maneuvers of some of these horses. But I think that yeah, we've seen uh, Archangelo at his best, frankly, and he put away that field, man. He did. He was the best horse in that field, and it wasn't really a question. And so to me. Uh, he moves into the top five for the for the classic. I think no question. All right, now let's talk though. I mean, I think it's also something where we got to talk about the rest of these horses too. Forte really didn't fire. Correct. Uh, Mage didn't even get out of the gate. Um, had trouble coming out of the gate. Tapit Trice, you know, I don't know. It's still showing a lot of immaturity, right? Is there any chance Tapit Trice is a very immature, eventual good four and five year old horse, or is he just quirky and immature? I think he's going to be quirky and immature forever, right? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. If if Todd Pletcher can't get it out of him, right, th- there is no trainer that can get that. Out. I mean, disarm come through with that nice run yep. to, to finish second there. And but the, as much as I would love to say that it's Steve Asmussen, uh, you know, training him up, which I know he loves that horse at longer distances and he loves that horse with, with the ability to close. Um, I, you know, to me, the Archangel is the lead story, but the fact that the rest of this three year old field just can't really keep it together is really what it comes down I to. agree with you. I also think that we've seen something very disappointing, which is that this classic field this year is not going to be very good. Probably it, not. It, it is not especially deep. The top of it is not especially great. And I think it's an opportunity when we get at this point, we may learn something this Saturday. That's a real possibility. Go Rocket Ride go wins, wins the Pacific Classic and does it for fun, for example. We're having a very different conversation, I think, next week on this show than we are right now. But... I'm not anticipating that. I think Defunded is legit out there. I think there are other horses in there that are real specialists over two turns that are Southern California specialists that are in that race that are going to give him a lot of trouble. You know, the horse is coming out of Saratoga. How good is Rattle and Roll? We watched him run off three races in a row. He wins that really, you and I were there, that yeah. incredible Pimlico special, right? That finish is as good as races we've seen in person um, as far as the finish. And then he comes back and he loses the Stephen Foster. Or he wins the blame two weeks later. Comes back, runs to Stephen Foster, loses by less than a length to a very good horse in West Willpower at Ellis Park. Are we going to hold Ellis Park against him? 
I'm not. Not anymore. I'm not doing that anymore with any of those because it seems like, uh, I mean, there's just some strate- there's some strategy there about those lower tracks. I mean, Indiana's doing it. Ellis is doing it. Turfway's doing it. Let's go for it. No, I agree with you. And and the fourth race, you know, essentially, maybe even if you want to go back to March, the fifth race between March and then that race early July, it's a lot of races for a horse these days. Yeah. Right? And, and I mean, kudos to Kenny McPeak. He's figured out that this horse was ready to fire. Shows up in that Ben Ali, or excuse me, in the blame. Uh, the Ben Ali was earlier at Keeneland, but he shows up in that blame at Churchill Downs, runs as, as well as anyone, had a ton of traffic issues in that race, was still totally fine. And so I, I'm interested. That's the kind of horse that can give me hope that we have a Breeders' Cup winner that's running this weekend. And and I, I'm interested to see what he ends up doing. Uh, I, I do find it very, you know, just to go back to the Travers, we had all three Triple Crown winners. Right. And we had Forte, yep. who was, you know, probably the most hyped horse going into the Triple Crown. Yep. And Archangelus still put it all away. Put them away. Yeah. Yeah, put them away. No question. Uh, so congratulations to Gina Antonucci, the, the connections there. Um, and I'm seeing a little bit of, of Forte talk and like talking him down. I want to remind people, that's the two-year-old champion. Won a grade one this year. Yeah. And just won the Jim Dandy a grade two. Yeah. He's no, like, that's why Archangelus is that much year. better. He's still, yeah, right. He's still a good horse. Yeah. And the fact that Archangelus just ran him off his feet is, is really, it's, it's worth remarking. Yes. Okay. So we're going to move on then to... Um, the uh, Echo Zulu's dominant performance in the ballerina. What did you think about that? Well, it, it was par for the course for her. What's interesting is she didn't get her usual trip. And so she actually had to do a bunch of extra work that she usually doesn't have to do. And she still put away a very good horse. And good <laughs> Two night good olive. horses. Right. Mataria, fine horse as well, right? Yeah. Frankly, talked to uh, Brad Cox the day before, last Friday. He was really high on Mataria's chances. They had pointed to this the entire summer in the same way that they had pointed verifying uh, in the previous race, I, I I think right now Echo Zulu is your single on on wow. Breeders' Cup Day. She's that good right now in that race because I don't know who's going to catch her. She's that good. So you don't and think you, for all of the things I don't. All of the things you say about Steve Asmussen, that's his specialty is that sprint distance. Mm-hmm. His very best horses are at that distance, and then there's Gunrunner, right? <laughs> like, and so I would say in this case, she's the best going uh, in her class in the United States right now. Yeah, I'm just you know what. So what's happened to Goodnight Olive? Nothing. Yeah. She ran into Echo Zulu. Yeah, just Echo Zulu buzz <laughs> yeah, all right she's now. She's just awesome right now. Yeah. Okay. There's no, right. there's no shame in that. Plus, she's she's that that closer sprinter. And that's a very precarious place to be because everyone else is ahead of you. Right. And you've got to make a trip every time. Now, can she win the Breeders' Cup? Of course, she can. Yeah. D- totally talented. She's going to have Irad, all those things. But as of right now, Echo Zulu, the best sprinter in the country. I think even male or female. Oh, like so you're like even taking because that male feels strong it is strong i think she's way up there though i think she's incredible do you see her go against the voice no she doesn't need to okay yeah she doesn't need to all right and then we're gonna move on to the sword dancer the mile half race on the inner turf bolshoi ballet no one in that race is finishing in the top five of their race in the breeders cup so th- toss this race it does not matter for the breeders cup congrats to the connections glad you made it so go out there, hundred percent, right all that stuff. Uh, I'll see you in Los Angeles. Uh, not, 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 not going to matter. Gonna, not, not going to factor. Nope. <laughs> all right, that's what I learned from that. Race. All right. If you haven't noticed, we're talking a lot of Breeders' Cup stuff, and so as part of our second segment tonight of the Horse Racing One Hundred and One, we wanted to just explain something uh, that you know maybe some fans are not aware of, I guess. Uh, but the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series, which is really kind of fascinating to me, it's it's. It's something they did. Uh, you know, I was shocked actually, Louis, when I started looking at this. It's been around since 2007. Yep. And it's something they did basically to 
give a little bit of a season feel to the rest of the horse racing uh, year. Um, it's good for TV, for example, right? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're NBC and you're carrying the, the Breeders' Cup, if they say, hey, we're going to help you get people interested in the Breeders' Cup and do those races that lead up to the Breeders' Cup, it makes a lot of sense that way, too. It's also helpful because I think if, like, you know, we talk about it sometimes that people in Louisville are derby fans. You right, know, right. and people in like Lexington and Saratoga are horse racing fans. Correct. San Diego, right? Yeah, San Diego. Yep. The difference being is that uh, there are unbelievable horses running on Derby and Oaks Day that right. are not in the Derby or the Oaks. And lots of people are completely oblivious to it. Oh, at, sure. At Churchill yeah. Downs. Right. And so it gives you a chance maybe to kind of follow a horse's career a little bit, okay. understand what they're doing. So in 2007, so before this, we do that, I want to mention our friends at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, we're getting ready, folks. It's coming off in just a couple of weeks. I can't believe it's September tomorrow. Um, I want to invite everyone to the Maryland Million this year, October 14th, Saturday, 38th annual Jim McKay Maryland Million, showcase of the finest of Maryland's thoroughbred industry. You can visit them at MarylandMillion.com. Stay updated on contenders. They have a weekly Maryland Million watch, and you can learn about sponsorship opportunities and purchase one of those ever-popular uh, club tables at Laurel Park. Uh, we'll see you at the Million. Uh, that'll be on October 14th again on that Saturday. So go check them out. It's a fun day of racing, one that we always cover on this show. It's in that sweet spot like two, three weeks before Breeders' Cup when no one's no one running going off, yeah. except for Keeneland, but those aren't even Breeders' Cup races. It's just the Keeneland races. Yeah. Which um, is fine. I mean, it's, oh, it's still great racing at Keeneland. But and it's, it's also just they're unbelievably packed because the <laughs> football Saturdays are <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And with sports betting now? Oh, yeah. Oh. That's going to be great. Yeah. Um, in 2007, when the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series started, it started with just 24 races at six different racetracks in the United States and wow. Canada. This year, they have got, they're racing in all six continents. Wow. There's an African race? There's a South African. Beautiful. Uh, I like that. Now, will those horses travel? Well, you'll know. But those races basically are determined. They're all kind of slotted towards the race that horse and basically winning you're in. Yes. You know, it's not a point system. It's like if you win this race, you're going to get your – uh, you're going to get your entry into the, the Breeders' Cup, and if you choose to take it, it's there. So, Do you think the 100-point races as Derby Prep should be winning in? They basically are. They are. They okay. Are, yeah. Should the 50-point races be winning in? Well, they basically are, too. Not this year, they weren't. You had a horse who won a 50-point race? Didn't we had win? multiple horses with 40 points, 46, 48 But points, that's not 50 points. Did we have a horse under 50 and I make the field? It's a good question. Okay. No. I guess they kind of are yeah. based on how the system is. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Though? Do you like the BC system like, with one spot or do you like the point system where like, hey, go finish third? Um, I, well, I don't know if you'd want to like do the entire BC field that way. It just doesn't seem like it's kind of fits the Breeders' Cup mold. Okay. So I think which each race has for their – works for their system. So the Derby point system for the Derby, I think has changed the, the Kentucky Derby for the better – I think it's been a great addition. Um, the the Breeders' Cup having those couple winning your ends, knowing maybe you have three or four for each race out there. You know that seems to be so. Like in 2022, there were I, don't know, I thought it told me how many races there were. Mm. There were 71 races across 13 countries last year. So uh, and I know this year it's a little bit. It's even grown from there. I think okay, there were 73 wow. races. Okay. So I, I do like that aspect of it. So, and the the one thing that I'm not a huge fan of at the Breeders' Cup really is how much, and I, and I understand why they do it. I, I'm not a big fan of the Friday of the Breeders' Cup. The how they do the juvenile part of it. Yeah, I'd rather them mix it in. I think. 
Interesting. Okay. I think yeah. a lot of fans agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the stars of tomorrow card. I understand why, especially like for television, you don't want that. But same time. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm the Friday breakthrough doesn't do much for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm a spoiled brat. <laughs> I agree things. with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I understand why they do it. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily say it bothers me. It just right. like doesn't do it for you. Doesn't do it for me. Got it. It's not, it's not my thing. All right. MarylandMillion.com. Go check them out. It's a fun day of racing, especially if you're any of our listeners on the East Coast. Very easy to get to Laurel are Park. You a, are you a Labor Day person? Are you doing anything for Labor Day weekend? You know, uh, um, my, my wife, uh, to her credit, um, I've had some uh, professional things work out. She's actually taking more time off. And so she actually has a four-day weekend. And she said, oh, my gosh, we have to go do something. We have to go do this. And I said, lady, hell no. We have plenty to do. We're hanging out at the house. Yeah. Chill it out. Now, you want to do stuff around town? You want to go to the zoo? You want to do those things? Fine. But we don't need to. No, we're good. No. How are you going to spend your Saturday? A little, little horse racing, a little football? Correct. How's that going to work? Yeah. So my team plays tomorrow on Friday night. Michigan State. They do. But I have to watch the, the local the team. And then uh, Louisville plays their Georgia Tech game tomorrow. Yeah. I'll watch the Kentucky game. And then I'm good to go, man. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, full disclosure, might be a condensed game instead of watching the actual live game. I don't. I think that's definitely yeah, the way I, to go with that one. Yeah, I think the forty-five minute version of that game is probably better for my time than three and a half hours or four hours yeah. playing Ball State. Yeah, I yeah. can write, I can make really good notes for you. I'm also like I have you as a resource too now, which is great. So that works out for me in a really significant way. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk. We're gonna go out to Saratoga. We're gonna talk about one race out Saratoga. I know this is one that you love every year, the Million Dollar Jockey Club Gold. Cup. I do love this race. You're right. Um, so, boy, you should ask me who won last year. I should ask you who won last year. Hey, Louie, who won this last year? <laughs> Olympiad? I've had to pull it up, so I don't have that kind of. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna guess Olympiad, man. Okay, I'll pull it up while you talk about this. That field. horse, I've never felt worse for a horse in my life as far as their accomplishments than Olympiad because he ran the same year as Flyline. Okay, that's. I think that's fair. As good as the Breedership Classic was last year, yes. it's going to be the exact opposite this year. He ran second in that race. After just an incredible spring, like he had the totality of a horse of the year type of year, and Flightline happened to exist the same year. <laughs> I mean, it's just the worst. Line. Flightline is a beast. Yeah, that's the issue. Um, so, all right. So, are you singling rattle and roll in this race? I'm not. Um, I do think he's. Uh, I do think he's the best horse in this race as far as horses we've seen this year. Two turns older, dirt, um, and being yeah. Olympia had won it last year. How about that? Um, that he's the most consistent. I'm not going to hold that, you know, that last race you and I were talking off air about this. That's Stephen Foster. He loses to West Willpower. Well, I'm surprised, by the way, not to see either in this field or out west of the Pacific Classic. I thought that the Wests um, would um, would get him into a race and try to get him to qualify for the Breeders' Cup Classic. Simply, um, they must be doing something different with him, which is fine. I just think rattle and roll wildly consistent. Uh, did win that Pimlico special we talked about. Comes back, wins after uh, two weeks later. I think he's absolutely on top here as far as class. Agree with uh, Morning Line Maker up there, David Aragon, on that one. Proxy's a horse that made me look really smart when he came back and he won. Um, oh gosh, the Clark last year, right? Yep. Yeah, the Clark. And and uh, I remember we talked about it because he was coming off a layoff uh, from July. He had run in the Foster, and then they didn't run him. He brought him back in the Clark, and I said, no, no, I kind of like the layoff for him. And then he burst out of a cannon. He was great that day. To me, Proxy is the class of 
of being five and multiple years of good races and winning those kinds of races, I think he's got a serious shot to win the Breeders' Cup Classic. Proxy does. Yes. Okay. In this in this year's group, in this year's you know, you know, corral of horses that are going to qualify for the Breeders' Cup Classic. I also think he's got a really serious shot on Saturday. Really, really serious. So I would look at him um, as well. But I would look um, to the six horse here, Tyson. If you want an like good freaking luck figuring out if this horse is going to win coming off the synthetic in 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 canada never run without lasix but just doesn't lose races well has he been uh, has he been accused of sexual assault yet because after tyson was accused of sexual assault i don't think they won again oh it's a man they use no not on the not on the sheet i looked though all right took my time yeah I mean, you talk about the guy but a son of tappet actually once he lost to buster douglas like his, it was over it was over yeah son of tappet and and so like all of the things are there. He was originally trained by Todd Pletcher, broke his maiden at Gulfstream, going two turns on the synthetic. He's been running on the synthetic his whole life, but we've seen horses jump off the synthetic, including his barnmate Duke of Love, who's in this game in this race. Excuse me, um, in uh, in the seven hole for this one under Louis Contreras, one last time in the West Virginia Governors in the in the um in the Grade Three. So he gets on dirt for the first time and he wins. Can Josie Carroll? train Tyson to do that. That's the horse that I'm going to be watching on Saturday. You get Manny Franco. Um, really interested to see. I think he's more of a hit-the-board candidate, but I would go 4-1-6 here uh, in the Gold Cup. All right, putting some money. But speaking of stuff and money in people's pockets, can we talk a little bit about, and I didn't put it up on the screen like you asked me to. Um, I failed you once again. Yeah, this is really a crappy episode. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. No problem. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the gold cheat. And uh, today was the gold launch. book. Yeah. The gold book, yeah. yeah. Uh, today was the uh, the launch of the gold book, and yeah. we uh, it was a good launch. Days happening. So uh, uh, Kevin Kilroy, friend of the show, is helping me out with this. He and I are doing the the horse side of things. Uh, our friend Mark Ennis is doing a lot of the football side. You're hanging out with us on some of the SEC stuff, especially a yep. uh, league that you follow very closely as part of your um, UK postgame shows uh, with our, our local ESPN affiliate here. And um, we wanted to be first to market in a, in a place like Kentucky that's just getting horse excuse me, getting sports wagering yep. on top of the tradition of horse of horse wagering uh, that we have in this state. And so uh, Thursday through Sunday, four days a week, we'll have a sheet, uh, traditional prices, nice and cheap. Uh, our top picks at uh, the, the biggest uh, tracks in the country. Today we did uh, Saratoga, Del Mar, and Kentucky Downs. Did you give out two pick threes? Today? I gave out two trifectas, trifectas today, okay. straight up uh, in, the, in the sheet. And then Kevin did the second half of the card there. He did Saratoga, I did Del Mar. And um, he gave up a Kevin's. Time. Well, hang on. Oh, Kevin's top play at Saratoga won. All right, and then in the stakes, he gave out the horse that paid fifty-seven dollars. Holy cow! <laughs> so, like, we had a good day for his day. If any of the football stuff comes back tonight at all, we'll we'll have had an incredibly profitable. All day. right. So, how does so goldbookbets.com? Goldbookbets.com. Goldbookbets.com. The easiest way to support what we do on the podcast to help us out with costs to get us, you know, more involved with things is goldbookbets.com. Five bucks a day. We're going to have subscri uh, subscriptions soon for entire months at a time. I mean, dozens of football games, tons of tracks, I think for about 20 bucks a month. So uh, on, on Saturday, you know, people are going to be watching football, yep. watching horse racing. Yep, you can get both from us. And, and one sheet. One sheet for five bucks. It's going to have your pick six for the for this upcoming. For Del Mar. For Del yep. Mar that we're going to talk yep. about here right the, now. The mandatory payout on uh, Pacific Classic. The Del Mar uh, – Pick six starts with race six in the allowance optional claiming race, but we're going to only talk about the stakes races, which yeah. starts with the uh, the grade two. That would be Del the only race Mar that you're going to have mile. to definitely get it for. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, the great we'll two, have some comments on other stuff too. The grade two Del Mar Mile, three hundred thousand dollar race, 
a mile on the turf at the uh, where the surf meets the turf. Um, who was your pick in this one, Louis? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. You said surf meets up. Sorry. Um, oh, you know that's uh, what that's his song. Yes, yeah. But there's just Bing Crosby stakes. Now that's where I got a little. I was like, I'm not talking about the Bing Wait Crosby a six. minute. The chosen Vron isn't in here. Yeah. Um. Look, I um. I'm interested here. I think the funded is. Uh, oh, excuse me. We're in the oh, Delmar Mile. Delmar Mile. Sorry. Yeah. The four horse is exalted. Yes. <laughs> Later we'll talk about the fun of the four horse. Uh, exalted's in here, man. Three, uh, four straight wins. All of them at a mile. Um, all of them at Santa Anita. So if you wanted to knock the horse, you would say, "Hey, he's never run at uh, Del Mar." I have good news for everybody. Um, his jockey and trainer have won five of their last eight at Del Mar, and Juan Hernandez cannot miss at the track right now. He's been on this horse for all four of those wins in a row. Allowance, optional claimer, grade three, grade one wins the Shoemaker Mile. That is a legit, probably, boy, I want to be careful. That might be the most grade one of grade one races on the West Coast. Okay. I, I think it's that good. I think turf racing on the West Coast is better than the dirt racing is, as far as older horses especially. Um, and so I think that Shoemaker Mile win is a big one. He wins it uh, over Iradeo, who's in this field. People are going to sleep on Iradeo, and they need not to. Uh, Tiago Pereira's got the, the mouth there. It's just lesser known connections here, and that's why you're going to get a 10 to 1 type price on that horse. I don't think he beats um, Exalted in this race, but look for the 10 Iradeo to hit the board if you need a play show bet kind of thing. If you're playing, by the way, the, the, the uh, place all bet at Del Mar that day, I would absolutely include Iradeo in it because you can hit this race multiple times then, uh, which would be really great. Not I think, a, you're not a Volnikov fan? I'm not in this case. I do think Dujour, Bob Baffert's one turf horse yep. in the world, owned by his wife, um, is under Flavian Pratt here. One last time under Juan Hernandez, who's going to exalt it very understandably. But Dujour ran one of the great races you and I have ever been in person for here at Churchill Downs. She won the American Turf on Derby Day in 2021. Okay. And, um, or excuse me, he did. And, um, and that was a an all-time great performance on the turf here at Churchill Downs. A little bit of bias, me including that horse in my picks. I went 4-1-10 uh, in the, uh, the Delmar Mile. Um, Balnikoff came in second in that race the next year, and that's when we were watching him yep. in that. So. Very fine. Very yeah. fine horse. Yep. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think for older horses, especially in the West Coast, the turf racing is considerably better than the dirt racing. All right, we're going to move on to the Phil Milkinson, Phil Milkinson stakes, uh, the Tour de Pines. $800 million in bets here? Nope, no, no, $150,000 purse. Oh, God, okay. First stakes race. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky Downs just laughed at that. Mile on the dirt. They had a quarter million dollar allowance today. And by a quarter million dollar allowance, I mean they had two of them. <laughs> <laughs> the takeout rates are 8% lower. Draft starts in 23 seconds. Here we go. All right. <laughs> I got the fifth pick, by the way. But we're oh, there you go. How about that? Uh, and it's like a 14 team uh, deal. Like you, you start getting down to like the third tree and running backs and stuff like that. Just saying. <laughs> Okay. Got to do what you got to do. You got to know what you're talking about. All right. Yeah. Do we have a do we have a single in this race? Because I uh, think we could. No, I'm going to try to beat Faza here. You're going to beat Faza. I, I think okay. she's beatable. Um, there it is. You nerds. Um, the uh, uh, and it takes one to know one. I get it. Uh, Ceiling Crusher coming second off the layoff here. I think is an absolute must play here. Edwin Maldonado, uh, Doug O'Neill, Barn. Last time going two turns ran a 92 buyer. Guess who's never done that. Faza. Before that, she ran a 94. Guess who's never done that before? Faza. So, look, this is a horse fully capable of winning this race. Has been favored in every race she's ever run. Uh, daughter of Mr. Big, uh, which is that uh, that classic California breeding out there. I think she's got a legitimate shot here. Gets back 
um, to the two turns. Don't love that Juan Hernandez is jumping off, but do trust Edwin Maldonado here. I think the last race at seven furlongs was purely just to get her back in shape for this run. I think they've been pointing to the Tory Pines uh, all year, and so I think she'll run a big race here. I do think you include Faza here, the nine, um, because it's Baffert and it's Del Mar and it's two turns, and, and, and that's the kind of race uh, that his horses will pick off as well. I went inside to the one horse for the last pick here was Justique. Because if you look at the pace scenario for this race, I do think you've got a bunch of horses who either want the lead or want to press. Justique is able to pick up the the pieces if this thing falls apart at the front. If Faisa gets going way too fast and drags other horses with her, I think you could see a horse like Justique under a very mature ride from a guy like Mike Smith, um, who did exactly the same thing on Go Rocket Ride in the Haskell that all of us watched. Um, I think you could get that from that horse. Um I'm not going to bank on it, though. I think your winner comes from the outside. The only thing, if you wanted to knock them, is because of the layout of Del Mar, you start at the finish line, you end at the finish line, you are essentially in the first turn as soon as that race starts, yep. and they're on the outside. If you wanted a reason to go against them, that would be it, but I'm going to stick with them anyway, 10 and 9 in this race. Okay, then we're going to move on to the Green Flash Handicap, another $150,000 race, five furlongs on the turf. Uh, this field, to me, seems like it's wide open. Yes, I agree with you on that. And uh, generally speaking, in these in these turf sprints, man, if you can get like a Caravelle or something like that, you feel a lot better about it. Or maybe, a, how about this? A, a nobody listens. Not in this field. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would say in this field, uh, I went to a couple of different spots. I think you can get a price here, five, six to one, that kind of thing. Went to the eight on top here, Motorious, uh, Umberto Rispoli. I'll be really honest. I don't know if he's going to be back on his feet uh, by Saturday. Oh, man. They had to cart him off today. It was not a good scene at These Del Mar race one. Though, I, I don't know how they do it. I really don't understand it at all. Um, but if, if he's on there, this horse lost to no balls um, last time at we, Churchill in the turf we sprint, won the Sam Simeon before that, um, I think is going to come back and run a huge race, um, has been training really, really well on the turf course. I've been able to train on the turf course with this horse. I think uh, that this uh, five-year-old gelding is really ready to go. I would lean there. I think the most consistent speed – uh, in the race, more of a um, mid-pack and then close kind of sprinter, and we have a ton of early speed here. So I'm actually going to lean on a horse that has to make um, make his own race uh, in this case, especially especially if Umberto's okay and can go on Saturday. If he can't, boy, we'll talk about something different. Um, but I hope he's okay. Uh, Umberto, feel feel better, man. We've had him on the show before, and he's um, uh, he's really a good guy. Uh, Turn on the Jets is a three horse here. I'm going on recency and on just overall speed in his last race at five furlongs. And he did it at Del Mar. He's three for three at Del Mar. So I'm kind of going horse for course here. I think that's one that we can lean on here. Hector, Hector Berrios in the mount here. Sneaky 15% at Del Mar. And when you're at a place with bigger mounts, or excuse me, bigger fields, and you get the mounts that he does, 15% is really good. Really good. He's riding for Phil D'Amato here. Two of them hitting at 32% at Del Mar. I love that six to one price. I, now that I'm thinking about it, might have <laughs> that horse just hasn't really run um, in, in graded stakes has won a listed stakes before, uh, last three out essentially went first and then ran fourth, but by one length comes back wins last time out is going to be part of the equation at the end is essentially, uh, what I'm getting at. And then I went to the six horse here. Uh, that's lane way Mike Smith. Again, Richard Mandela one last time out last three races, a win, a loss by less than two lengths, and then a win again. And I, I just think, and then a second again, this horse is always right there in turf sprints. Mike, I try to do that where, Let's be honest, like we're just trying to have a chance at the end of the race. Yeah. Those three horses, I think, give you a chance. But I also agree with your sentiment coming into this. Grab as many as you can uh, 
you know, to build your ticket if you're going longer, especially part of that pick six. So Scott Issel all button, maybe. So here we go. <laughs> Ooh, and a pick six, I get, it right. starts to catch up. All right. The uh, FanDuel, uh, grade one FanDuel Racing Pacific Classic, the star of the weekend. It here. is. I agree. Uh, go Rocket Ride here. And we already know that Stiletto Boy, Tripoli to fund it. I mean, this is a slow down, Andy. This is a great, great field. Arabian Nights in this race. Uh, who, where did you land on this one? You know, last year, this is actually when we met John Lindo. And one of the things we talked about with him as far as West Coast racing and where which races are the most important, he talked about Big Cat Day at Santa Anita, right? Remember, they used to say, yeah. oh, that, that's the big race. Pacific Classic has not only gone past Big Cap, it is miles way, ahead, way, way, way past. Yeah. And so, um, million dollar race, the handicaps are $300,000 race. So let's just put it that way. So let's call it what it is, right? Yeah. yeah big Cap Day is not what it used to be. The Pacific Classic is everything that you want it to be. I think defunded on top for me here. Five horse, uh, Bob Baffert, Juan Hernandez, the two of them. Not a small sample size. 72 runs at Del Mar, 33% winning percentage. That is not to be sneezed at. Everything about this sets up well for him. Essentially second off the layoff. Um, coming out of that uh, San Diego handicap. One by Senor Buscador. Second to slow down Andy, who we'll talk about in a second here. He finished fourth, by, but by three and a half lengths. It's not like he was run off the field here. Mile in a 16th, I think he's going to like a little bit of added distance here. He's never missed the board going a mile and a quarter. I think that matters. I think that experience really does matter. Interested to see him here. I think he's the most likely winner uh, of the Pacific Classic. I did go inside to the one go rocket ride. Shot out of a cannon. Horrible pun intended. Um, dad joke, go ahead and drink. I um, I, it, <laughs> This is one of those horses, Mike, if he shows up this weekend, I think we're talking about the Pacific Classic in a very different way. Excuse me, the, the Breeders' Cup Classic in a very different way. And on top of that, we're also talking about who the real three-year-old of the year is. Yeah. Because if you can win the Haskell and then the freaking Pacific Classic against older horses, what we did last year as Eclipse Motors and we did wrong is we did not give it to Modern Games as a three-year-old winner. He had beaten older horses in Group 1 and in Grade 1s multiple times. We didn't give him that award last year. If Go Rocket Ride wins the Pacific Classic and shows up at all in the Breeders' Cup Classic, I would put him ahead of Archangelo in the three-year-old class. I think that's fair. Okay. Um, so I'm going to include him because I think he's got a legit shot here. The seven horses in here. That is our guy. Slow down, Andy. Last time Kevin was on, we did this. Uh, we did the, uh, the uh, Del Mar Handicap. San Diego handicap, excuse me. And he was like, I think Senior Buscador is going to win that race. And I'm like, yeah, sure, buddy. And he does. He does yep. And then I was like, I think Slow Nanny is going to win that race. Run second. Um, that was not a terrible exacta to have, by the way. Um, uh, interested to see Slow Down Andy here. It is so hard for me, even after years and years of looking at his horses, to figure out Doug O'Neill and what his intentions are. Mike, they ran this horse in a grade one in the um Oh, gosh. No, in a grade two in the Del Mar Derby on turf, and he wins. And he's run one time ever on turf, and they've never put him back. It's Doug O'Neill, man. Yep. Just good luck. Just good luck. And and, and so the horse does derbies. everything. This is a horse, by the way, has ran second last time, was not great in the Met Mile behind Cody's wish. I'm not mad at him about that. Again, yep. if you draw a line through that, by the way, his results are second in the San Diego Handicap grade two. Third in the Breeders' Cup mile behind Cody's Wish by less than two lengths. That guy finished within two lengths of Cody's Wish in the Breeders' Cup. That's awesome, right? Before that, uh, runs in the awesome again, a grade one against older horses, finishes third by less than three lengths before that wins in the Del Mar Derby. 
this guy's going to hit the board. That's that's what he does. He picks up checks. He's made almost a million dollars. He's going to go over a million bucks in this race as a four-year-old son of Nyquist. We're seeing those those progeny come out really, really well. I think he's absolutely going to be part of the equation here. So I would use those three horses here, five, one, and seven. All right, we're moving on to the big cap. Like we talked about, the Delmar Handicap, $300,000 race, mile and three-eighths on the turf. Uh, going to be going off at 9.45 at night, Eastern time. So, you know, check awesome. it out before the – Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. All right. I think – you asked earlier, do we have a, a single in this race? I think my single might be here. Okay. Which is interesting because I, I, I was looking at these races. I really agree. I'm with you. I thought I'd see FaZe's name and go, yeah, we're good. Cold Phoenix? It is Gold Phoenix. All right, good. Yeah. And and I think you, you get that Juan Hernandez. That's a three to one model. single, by the way. I mean, that's a like a oh, in a race yeah, with a bunch yeah. of seven to twos and four but to Gold ones. Is just killer in California for sure. Yeah, that's right. And this is a horse two for three at Del Mar lifetime, one for one at the distance. Uh, Hector Barrios on last time. We get Juan Hernandez in the saddle now. I think that's a massive upgrade. Last time they ran together was in the John Henry. Um, that was at Santa Anita. They lost by a neck to uh, Master of Foxhounds, who was at the time a very very good. California grass horse as well. The stretch out and distance here, Gold Phoenix has actually done it. A lot of the horses in this race have either not done it or they've been bad at it. Um, so I mean, it's kind of the in between. You do get 911 Turbo, which is a Porsche joke, Mike. I, I, I know. The reason that's a joke is because you and I are dads and like the 9 and like you fitting in a 911 would be very funny. Yeah, I've gotten in a Prius before. <laughs> You just compare a 911 Turbo to a Prius, space wise. <laughs> and so that's that's one of those. But I would lean really hard on that. I do think the nine here, Planetario, who we saw at Monmouth in the United Nations, didn't love the distance in that one. So I'm a little worried about that, but got a good ride under Mike Smith. Did finish within a couple of lengths uh, of Therapist and Catnip, who are both uh, running really well this summer. I think could could jump up here. Was better on the West Coast before the horse uh, shipped east, won the San Juan Capistrano uh, grade three before that. So the horse has been right there in these races, interested to see if he comes back and does well. Uh, with that, then the sixth horse was another one that I would include here in Awfully Naughty, um, which is not a good name for this show. <laughs> Should not change our name to Awfully Naughty. I would agree. Okay. Um, <laughs> under Umberto Rispoli. And again, Part of this is if Umberto's available on Saturday, and I pray to God he is. Um, him and Mike McCarthy, a very fine um, combination at 24% overall. Um, the horse's speed figures are not going to blow you away, but this is the horse that won the San Luis Ray at a mile and a half, and then before that um, won a race at a mile and a quarter. So this is a distance horse on the grass, right? And when you get Umberto and you get this kind of setup, I think he's absolutely got a shot here. 10-9 uh, and 6 here in the handicap. I'm taking win the day on a play show bet. Yeah, this year I think that's a fifty. One of your I, mantras, eh? That's it's a fifty percent oh. or fifty to one on that. I, Let's go. I love that. Doug that, O'Neill. Why not? Doug O'Neill. <laughs> so why not? A jack, a jack. It's four start ever on fifth start on turf. So there you go. Let's go for it. When the, listen, when the day back, you know, going into that Derby season last year was yeah. considered to be up there, and they just kind of fell apart. So we're gonna wrap up this one, but I wanted to tell people we'll have a longer episode out tomorrow. Kevin Kilroy will join us. He'll talk Jockey Gold Club yeah, you got uh, tomorrow. On radio show coming on eleven twenty tomorrow. We're gonna have John Lindo from Thoroughbred LA. Yeah, we love John. You say we, and then you mean um, you. what's that? You said we, but you mean you? I'm with Dan. Oh, Dan. Okay, that's we. Yeah, and it's it, not Avery's we. there. It's not we. You're not part of the royal we. No. Yeah, step on. Oh, <laughs> and then um, and then we'll have uh, Kate and Bernard is going to join us. Uh, I've never even. I mean, I've I've met her and talked to her, but I've never gotten to do handicapping with her i'm very excited actually i think she's one of the best people that works um uh, with the FanDuel tvg folks i think she's great uh excited to talk to her we'll have her to close the show tomorrow so you'll have all three of those in a single episode tomorrow as well uh 
showcasing the three big tracks for Saturday. And again, uh, goldbookbets.com. Go in, find our picks, listen to the show tomorrow. I think you'll have a lot of info. All right. So, um, you know, I got my first pick in. Okay. Who'd you get? So, again, deeper draft, right? And okay. This is keeper a, at all? It's a keeper and okay. it's a two keeper. Oh. Actually, and I missed the keeper deadline. Hmm. So Michael. I did not make my keeper selections. And so I uh, I ended up doing something that you normally don't do, but I got Patrick Mahomes. I drafted okay. back in the first okay. round. So I, I think drafting the running back first is overrated. Uh, right now it is because running yes. backs are like, you Diamond don't know doesn't. who's going to get it. And right. like, you know, uh, I'd like, almost rather go receiver, but you know, Mahomes is going to be good for correct. 30, 40 points. Correct. And there's a big He's gonna drop run a little off. bit. There's a big drop off between him and Josh Allen and everybody else. So I, I, I went, I went a little bit against the grain and, and did that. I know you used to play fantasy football. You're not a fantasy football guy really anymore. It's been about a decade. Yeah. Yeah. We got a little, uh, you've been on my street in my cul-de-sac. I have. And uh, the, you've almost killed one of my children there. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, Do you remember that time you made me homeless and then the other time you almost killed one of my kids? <laughs> the Easter <laughs> Hawkins. The, uh, I'm forgiving the dads. Uh, the dads decided to do a league this year. Huh? And so we drafted on uh, Sunday night, which is a little early for me, but they still wanted to draft Sunday mm. night. Got guy just moved on the street. Love CJ. Good dude. Moved <laughs> here from Montana. Oh. Never doesn't really follow football. Has never played fantasy football before. Drafted four tight ends. <laughs> Go CJ. Oh, I'm so, not going to draft four tight ends. I don't know what else is going <laughs> to. So, um, anyway, if anyone cares about you got your Giants hat on, my uh, no. Your Giants. You have your Giants hat on. This is a 49ers hat. Or 49ers got Yes, yeah, the 49ers right. I'm definitely not cheering for the Giants right now. My head is still in baseball. I apologize. My head's still in I need baseball literally I have zero minutes. They're playing big time big boy college football right now. So I need to change my mentality. Yeah, we got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Reds are off today, so we're not really worried well, about Well, there you that. go. How so, about that? Yeah. That's a good time. Yeah. Uh big series for the Reds against the Cubs. They got four games coming up against the Cubs. Two That's tomorrow. Series, yeah. yeah so series. I mean they got to get three of those games. Yep. No question. All right, uh, everyone have a great weekend. Yeah, Enjoy your Labor Day. Be safe, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Take care. Horse racing happy hour. Music. I think. Music. We're just going to play the same music. Oh, I got the volume down. Let's all do the way it. down. Let's play. Life is good. Life is good. Life is good.